Hey, rock stars, I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset. Where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. What is up, rock stars, and welcome back to the EML. I'm JB. I'm the doctor. Hey, if this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab. And thank you for checking us out. Please make sure before you roll out today, you like, you subscribe, you follow, you give us a five-star review, whatever you got to do, do it. Uh, so you can keep catching our content as it comes out every single week. And if you're a returning listener or viewer, thank you so much for coming back. We appreciate you. Yeah, you get to see all the goods on YouTube, all these smiling faces. You don't want to miss that. And we and we know you've all already liked and subscribed and followed and all those things. Uh, ring the bell. If you've been checking us out before. Yeah. So my favorite time of the year for the most part, doc, wrapping it up, kind of light at the end of the tunnel for most people. I mean, we're not retail, right? So, so it's not like we've got like this crazy holiday season where we've got to like get rid of inventory or something kind of a nice end to the year vibe at this point. I thought you were doing like a wrap it up, like Christmas present pun. Uh, I was so ready for it. And then you move directions on me. Keeping you on your toes, but didn't even occur to me. I missed on that, didn't I? I just you totally, totally like whiff. It's like a beautiful dad joke right there. <laughs> I thought maybe we should open up our podcast with dad jokes. I, I actually considered that. It might be a different change of pace. But I... Uh, I, I <laughs> Don't we usually? <laughs> not intentionally, but yeah. Well, true. Uh, have you got all your Christmas shopping done? Or holiday no, shopping done? I, I never any do. holiday shopping done? I, you know, don't, don't judge. I'm not materialistic. I don't need to do a lot of holiday shopping. Um, I have a, I have a spouse that helps me with that part of things. Uh, we're not quite fully done, but that's what Amazon's for in prime delivery. So we're good. And we'll take she, the sponsorship Amazon. Thank you. Does she buy her own gift and then wrap it? And then you get surprised on what you got her. No, we don't go that far, but I don't think that's a bad system. That's a great system. My mom used to do that all the time. My dad was always shocked at what he bought her for Christmas. Yeah, and and everybody's happy, right? I mean, ideally, that's ideally? a great way to. So that's our tip out there. If you want to get us a gift, you can also just. <laughs> we'll let you know what we want. We want you to subscribe, ring bells, share with all your friends. There you go. That would be a great one. That's how you can share. Give the gift of the EML podcast to a friend of yours. You could even wrap it up. How, how do you wrap it up? You wrap it up by introducing our guest. Okay. All right. Well, that, that is, that is that's how you gift. do it. <laughs> that is our gift for everybody here. We are pumped. We've got Gabe Walters of Steady Worth. Gabe is a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. Gabe, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. It's great to see you. It's great to see you guys. Thanks for having me today. So we got to ask you, man. I got to keep you in the conversation here. Have you done all your shopping for the holidays or what? I have not. I, I'm I'm a last minute person. So even though I'm a planner during for the every other part of the year, Christmas is um December 24th. Okay. For me. All right. Well, you know that that's cool. Uh 
do us a favor, do our listeners a favor and our viewers, just, just share a little bit about yourself and steady word. So they have a better feel of who, who we're chatting with today. Sure. My name is Gabe Walters. Um, I am the founder and owner of SteadyWorth. In SteadyWorth, we offer financial planning education. So we have a financial planning course that allows a person to build a one-page financial plan in about less than 60 minutes. So that's just a high-level view of what we do. So I do financial education and coaching. Right on, man. Well, thank, thanks for coming on. And I, I always like to ask, you know, what prompted you to start the business? I mean, you've been a CFP for a little while now. You've been in the industry. But why, why now and why the business? Sure. Um, I, well, I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. My dad was at a painting contracting company and I went to work with him a lot as a kid because it was either do that or go to the babysitter. And so I really enjoyed um, the different days of entrepreneurship. Like every day seemed a bit different. Every project was different. I knew I didn't want to work as a painting contractor. So I always had this thing about finance. I was really interested in that. So fast forward, I worked in the as a, for, as a registered investment advisor in that industry for about eight years. And um, I kept seeing that there was a need. And so the firm I was at required all new clients to have a minimum of $1 million. And um, so they would turn away people who didn't have that million, that minimum of that $1 million minimum to become clients. And so I felt like the need was, what about the people who are looking to build a structure to come up with that first million? And so I found it steady worth offering financial planning education and really our goal and our target client and our framework is built towards people who are looking to accumulate that first $1 million. So, I mean, I a million bucks. Before you what, ask, what's that? I, I need to ask, was your previous employer Dr. Evil? <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. That might be an old reference for some of you, but Austin Powers, great costume. Per, per your severance package, you're not allowed to share, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, had, I had multiple yeah, things uh, right there. I was like, hey. You may continue, JB. They, they, thank you. I love the sharks with laser beams, by the way. They're great. Great Austin Powers reference. Uh, I got to I got to say, like a million dollars. That's a lot of money. I mean, we're not talking a small chump change amount of money. And I'm not I'm not up to date on the exact statistic. But I mean, top one percent, probably maybe even narrower from an influency standpoint. So I, I kind of just figure that you got to feel some shame if you're getting turned down because you don't have a million dollars. Right. Right. Well, they wouldn't like, yeah, they would just say, hey, this is what our requirement. But then they would, uh, it was like a soft turn. It was down. gentle. So they would refer them to some some other people who, you know, maybe do hourly or have lower right. minimum. So we can't things. help you, but somebody else can. Right. That, but, but you know, it, 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 there's this idea, I think, that floats out there. And, and it's pretty common for a lot of people just like, hey, I'm not worth working with an advisor. Right. Like it's, it's not worth it for an advisor to chat with me. And yeah, I, I've worked with a lot of seniors over the years and a lot of retirees. And, you know, you have somebody with three or four hundred thousand dollars to their name and they think they're not like good enough to work with an advisor um, right. or they think they're going to get, you know, screwed over by working with an advisor because they don't have tons of tons of assets. And then I know hundreds of advisors, if not thousands that would love to chat with somebody who has four hundred thousand dollars that they can help out with. Right. right. I mean, like, oh, my gosh, like half the advisors out there would love that. So. Uh, is that kind of, is that part of the reason for, for steady worth? Is, is that part of the, the, you know, the driver behind it? Well, there's, there's a, a two part reason that reason. And also, and I could be totally wrong about this 
the, this other reason, but I feel like, you know, this generation that we have coming up, the millennial generation, this is the first generation that grew up with Google in their pocket or grew up with an iPhone. And so one other trend I see is that a lot of people in this generation are already looking and learning to manage their money, you know, whether it's through a Vanguard account or they're trading on one of these platforms, whether it be Robinhood, Schwab or whatever. So my thought is since they're already Googling how to manage money, I felt like at some point they might start Googling how to build a comprehensive a financial plan, such as what does a, a certified financial planner do? And when they Google that, I want them to find SteadyWorth because I've Googled that and I haven't seen anything else out there with providing that type of comprehensive information that somebody could just Google and find it all in one place. Yeah. It, and that, that makes good sense, right? Just just different behavior, different demographics. Uh, and and they, they just grew up in a way where they're kind of you could argue more do-it-yourselfers because you have access to everything. YouTube, Google, you can kind of learn how to. I fix it, right? Like, yeah, you learn how to fix anything. I'm not, a, I'm not like super handy, but I can figure out how to fix a washing machine with I fix it. Doc, you got something to say, man? I think it's just also the generations a little bit. You know, money was not something we ever talked about. You know, when my age growing up, you know, family never talked about it, especially if you didn't have a lot of it. Um, so it was a very sore topic to be having to have at home. So having this ability of this younger generation to understand that there is investments, things like Robin Hood or whatever, whether they're good or bad, at least they're spoken the conversation out there uh, that it is, you know, even stuff with crypto, right? Like things, ideas that were never there or available to us when I was that age, you know, a few years ago. Um, but, you know, is now relevant where it becomes part of the conversation. I think that's a little bit different for the, the younger generation. And, and, you know, Doc, to your point, you know, which I absolutely agree, a lot of those things are, are now available. I also think that, you know, um, in the previous generation, they had to reach out to a stockbroker to trade stock. And so with those things being available now, you know, stockbrokers don't really exist anymore. So it's like, you know, there's a, a to your whole point, there's just a lot more access now to, to do what you want to do. All right. I feel like the norm, the normal average American out there, they hear financial plan, Gabe, and in their head, they're thinking like 100 page document. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's just because of my experience early on in the industry 20 years ago is like, oh, hey, I'll run you a financial plan. It's 170 pages uh, and it looks real good when you print it out, but nobody ever actually works through it, sticks with it or anything along those lines. So Steadyworth is kind of like the the opposite of that, right? Right. Yes. And so, you know, when I worked at all the firms I worked at, you know, depending on what the person was doing, you know, their financial plan was anywhere from six pages to all the way up to 20. And when you're in these meetings, I'm sure you've, you both have been in these types of meetings. When you hand somebody a 20 page document after page one, their eyes roll over, or when you hand it to them, they're thumbing through like, how long am I going to be here type thing. And I just thought there has to be a better way to run these meetings to give people the things that they need upfront and that they can leave, you know, with a doable plan that they feel like, Hey, I can actually execute this. And so that that's the goal, like not just create a plan, but actually make it actionable and, and usable. Right. I mean, you know, if we were just to think about this in a different way, imagine if, um, you know, one of my other passions is barbecuing. Imagine if you said, hey, man, how are you going to smoke your turkey for Christmas and or, or you make your prime rib and I hand you a five page recipe on how I'm going to do it? Or I hand you a, a nine point one page thing and you're like, oh, yeah, I can right. do this. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's pretty good because I, if you gave me a five page recipe, I, it ain't happening. <laughs> it's just right. it's not happening. <laughs> 
uh, you, you give me one page and it's not so bad, but that does, that kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, when you look up recipes online and you got to scroll through like 70 pages of a website just to get to the actual recipe. Cause they're telling you the story about how like barbecue was invented instead of just giving you the recipe right. or you know, <laughs> you deal with that before. Maybe that's what, that's the problem with yeah. financial plans too. Yeah. You, know? you got all this fluff here. Just tell me how to do it. Right. That's interesting. No, absolutely. Absolutely agree. So, so the important question is, what do you like to barbecue? Ooh, for for Christmas, we're we're gonna do a prime rib for sure. I at one point, you know, growing up, my family used to do turkeys for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and so I just got totally turkeyed out. And so now I just I just go straight for the prime rib and and I only do turkey on Thanksgiving. Okay. So the same. I'm, my mom's not a fan of uh, turkey, so we usually even sometimes we'll do the turkey on on. On Thanksgiving as well, but a lot of times it turns out to be a prime rib as well. And I always take a picture and say, this is a weird looking turkey. That joke never gets old. <laughs> I want to know what part of the financial plan is the prime rib. <laughs> um, I, you know, I would say probably, you know, the end product, the, you know, the goal. Yeah. I, I'd say the goal. All right. You got, you got to walk me through something because I, it, it's hard. I mean, a financial plan, I mean, depending on where I'm at in my life and what I got going on, right? I could have, I could have a lot of goals. I could have a lot of stuff sure. I got to work on and a lot of needs, whether it's it's risk management and just protection, whether it's, you know, growing a nest egg for retirement, or whether it's just saving money to buy a house or something. Um, how do you filter that down for people on the plan or how, 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 does, how do you kind of get that onto one page? That's a lot to break down. Sure. So I, I take them through a goal a strat, a goal strategy exercise. And so what this exercise consists of is they get um, a pack of flashcards. And so they on the flashcards, they write one goal per flashcard. And on the back of the flash on the back of the flashcard for each goal, they write two to three steps that they'll need to implement that goal. And so all financial goals require two things, income and action. And so as you look at these, then they have to put the flashcards in order of importance. And then we look at, I call there's two types of goals. There's balance focus goals and solo focus goals. And so a balance focus goal would be, I can save for retirement and I can go on vacation in the same year because those don't really affect each other. Whereas solo focus goals may be, I'm saving to buy a home and or I want to pay off debt. And so if you're saving to buy a home, every dollar you're making needs to go towards that home if you're trying to hurry up and get it. Whereas if you're saying that saving to pay off high interest debt, every dollar needs to go towards that. So those would be solo focus goals. And so kind of getting them to think through this aspect so then that they're putting their time, money and energy in the proper direction to get the outcome they want to right. receive. So, so, so they're putting their priorities in place and you're planning towards the priorities, not not prioritizing to the to, to a plan per se right it's the difference between like putting a, a to-do list together and actually organizing what needs to get done sure. and what's urgent have you found like you you've been in the industry for a long time right how many years now have you been in the industry um so i'm almost yeah. 10 now so yes yeah, so i'm gonna round up and call it a decade industry. i'm, 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 yeah. I'm giving you the decade sure. right okay i appreciate it give me the, the, the boost give me the boost you're getting, 10. you're getting the solid 10 here yeah uh I mean, how many people have you run across where they got a plan and they didn't really implement it or they didn't do it? A lot, a lot. And, you know, some because it's complicated, some because they don't have the discipline to do it. You know, it's it just kind of it kind of depends some because they think they're in a better a better financial position than what they are. And so, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, anything starting a business, entrepreneurship, working out 
financial planning, it all takes being consistent, you know, in order to be successful. And, you know, one thing in life, I, there's not a lot of consistent people. I'm waiting for, there he is. I was waiting for it, buddy. What do you mean? There's not a lot of consistent people. People do everything they're supposed to do all the time. You know, Doc, I have a question for you um, from from the doctor aspect. Um, you know, one thing I see, you know, like we we all know that, hey, if you, you eat a certain way, you, you go for walks, you know, you get your sleep, you could be in decent physical health. And then for finances, we all know that, hey, you spend less than what you make, you save, you invest regularly. You can be in decent financial health. Sometimes I don't, when I'm talking to people, I don't get what the disconnect is between knowing and doing. And so I was just wondering from a psychological aspect, what have you seen and what would be your thoughts on that? There's generally some sort of barrier that's been in place prior that's comfortable. That's where their consistency comes in, right? They're consistently comfortable with whatever they were doing. And when you try to make a change, even if you know it's better, if there's something that kind of gets in that way, it's easy to default back. See, our brain doesn't know right from wrong. It knows what we do over and over again, right? And it wants to automate as much as possible. So it's automating whatever we're doing and it does, it automates whatever we do over and over. So when you try to introduce something new into it, the second you stop paying attention to that change, it defaults right back to what it knows because it doesn't want to think about it. It says, this is what I used to do. This is what I'm going to do until you tell me different. So if you, if you give up that constant reminder, we talk about the three R's, you can go back to a few episodes. We talked about that again, or just, you know, send us a message. We'll re refresh you. Uh, Were you about to give one of them away? You might. <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but if they want to go into detail, right. So there, you know, it's basically review, repeat and re reinforce. Those are the three R's. And if you're not continuously doing those, your brain just goes right back to whatever it was doing prior. Uh, just cause that's, what's easy. No, I, I like that. And no, I, I that's great. I'm, I need to go back and listen three episodes and, 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 and get that too. <laughs> At this point, so, it might so be he, six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. who knows? Just listen to uh, them all. You'll find it. Download every yes. episode. That that's the key here. If you do one takeaway right. today, just download every episode and like and subscribe and follow. Uh, <laughs> right, and a five star hey, review. He's good. We got to get this guy back on. Uh, you know, there there's. You, have you heard of the marshmallow study? I love talking about this study. I've talked about this a half dozen times over the last couple of years. Are you familiar with the marshmallow study? I'm, I'm not. Okay. Educate me. So please. there's this, this study done. They took a bunch of like second or third graders. I'm going to butcher the actual exact study, but you can, you can Google it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on YouTube for all your, your, your people. I mean, this is right up there, Allie. Uh, they basically sat down with these kids and they, they brought out a marshmallow and they said, Hey, you can have this marshmallow right now if you want it. Or if you can just wait 20 minutes, you'll get two marshmallows. And what, what they found was 80% of kids. Nope. They're getting that marshmallow. <laughs> I'm having my marshmallow right now. But one out of five, we're, we're able to kind of hold off and, and they get that second marshmallow. But they they then tracked these kids into adulthood. And what they realized is, hey, this this percentage, one out of five, that can actually like hold themselves to a discipline here, holds true through adulthood. So we see the same behaviors and we see it with savings and finance and every other goal and so on and so forth. Um, so you get... The doc talked about changing behavior, which is a lot harder for people to do than I think we probably give it credit for. We, we all think we're good at it and we're not. Um, what's your opinion? You know, are there just savers and people who are good at planning or can, can this really help those four out of five people that they want their marshmallow? 
Yeah, it's 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 hard. You know, um, I, I also feel like in, culturally where we live at, where we're at, you know, we're used to having everything we want right now. Um, I just finished up reading this book on the psychology of money. It's called The Psychology of Money. And it was talking about how even um, politically, you know, after World War II, the government used consumer spending to help us st stimulate the economy. And so, you know, as American consumers, we're used to spending money. And so I feel that, you know, if you didn't grow up really learning to save it is um it is a muscle that you have to genuinely practice to implement and it's it's not easy i i, I mean it it's not i i've always said the easiest way to to save more money is just to make more money it's a lot easier to make more money than it is to save money in my experience <laughs> i'd rather just earn more right i don't have to stop spending i could i could just like have more in my account but it doesn't necessarily mean it's like you do that and then all of a sudden well it's not it's not five thousand dollar a month bills and expenses it's twenty five thousand dollars a month it's like well i gotta right. earn a lot of money if i got twenty five thousand dollars worth of expenses coming out every month absolutely it's uh it is interesting yeah. that it's a cultural thing though and I, I i agree with that yeah no yeah no i i agree uh, people who are making more and it's the and i've seen and that's another problem i've seen in financial planning is that then you have some people who, you know, make a lot of money. We get hit with the recession, then they can't find a job that's paying them to support that $25,000 a month lifestyle. They only can find one that affords to pay a quarter of that, you know, maybe 7,000 a month. And then, you know, the bills don't stop. <laughs> so like, you just can't turn off 25K in bills real quick. So then that creates a problem. And so, yes, yeah, it, it compounds and all kinds of stuff. You know, they're getting money from parents who are retired on fixed incomes and that creates a problem. Then you're like, oh man, this is a hot mess. <laughs> I'd be remiss to not doing my duty if I did not remind everyone that if you go into our YouTube channel and you scroll way back quite a while back, we might have done a video about the marshmallow test. We did. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun video. <laughs> it might have ended with us uh, trying to eat a lot of marshmallows. Man, Gabe, have you ever played that game where you just see how many marshmallows you can shove in your mouth and all <laughs> I, I think I had at camp a couple of times and at youth group, you know, we've, we've done the thing or, you know, sometimes with the hot yep. dogs. Um, and then you're probably ready. I'm usually ready to yak right after that. happens. So, so it doesn't have to be at camp. We'll actually do it at our office too. So that was, that, that was part of our, it's right. a fun video. Um, I'm just laughing here. Cause I'm like, man, yeah, seven, seven K a month. That might be given another six months. That might be the cost of a prime rib at the grocery store. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's expensive out there. Uh, right. So something like what you're doing, man, I, I mean, just kind of dig back into it. Uh, it seems like it would help with some of that behavior, or at least it's you're, you're capturing kind of culturally what's going on with the younger generation. Certainly you're just more used to being able to access everything online and super quickly. And it seems like, okay, here's something where I can kind of get it now. Maybe I can't get all my goals right now, but I can get the action plan for my goals right now. Sure. I don't have to sit here for two hours to figure it out. It's like, it's here. Yes. And so, you know, one thing, you know, so one thing that's unique about the way I, I encourage people to build plans is different from what I've seen at any RIA that I've worked at is that most RIAs are registered investment advisors for people. I don't want to use um, jargon for those who don't know. Most people kind of come with their money and they say, hey, this is my money. This is my current life. We, I want to build a financial plan to do X, Y, and Z. And I, and I encourage people I work with, I said, instead of you know building a plan around your current circumstances, let's get very clear on your goals 
And then let's build a life so that, you know, build a plan that you can live your dream life now. And I mean, I'm a testament to this actual thing. So, I mean, as you know, I'm, I'm living here in Miami. I used to live in the Bay Area. Um, people think I joke, but literally as a kid, I watched Miami Vice. I've always wanted to live in Miami. And so I started building my plan and I said, hey, I want you know, I'm not going to my cubicle at my old job was called Miami. I said, I'm not going to call this Miami anymore. I'm going to live in Miami and I'm going to live my dream life. Of course, you know, when people think about when you're living your dream and you're getting these things, you know, um, you know, sometimes when you set a goal, it's not just what you want to accomplish, but it's also what are you willing to give up? You know, so like if I'm going for six pack abs, I'm saying I'm not going to eat cookies late at night. So it's like I'm going for the Miami dream. I'm going to cut back in other areas, too. So I encourage as I'm taking people through this thing to like, let's get a real clear aspect of how you want to live your life now and for the future. And let's build a plan that encompasses all of those. So you can, you can't always have your cake and eat it too, but it kind of makes you enjoy things a little bit more. It sounds nice though, having your cake and eating it too. I <laughs> live the life. I mean, there's trade off. I mean, so far in this podcast, we've talked about barbecue and cookies and now cake. And you expect me to concentrate at this point? It is the holiday season, man. Come on. I mean, this is this is this is on brand for this time of year. I'm just ready for some prime rib and cookies now. <laughs> so you guys have probably guessed that food is is my love language. I mean, I'm I'm not a big guy, but there's a fat kid that lives inside of me. And so I'm kind of like when people tell me they forgot to eat, I'm like, I'm thinking about tomorrow's food yesterday. So like I food's always on the mind. So that's where these food analogies come from. I'm all in. I was gonna say you you got a you got a fan over here and a friend because because this is right up Dre's alley. You talk food and he gets he gets excited. Yeah, I, I chuckle with 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 Dre. Hey, I'm on track here. I'm on track. Don't, don't call me squirrel. I didn't say you were the squirrel. <laughs> so you, I'm down you in internalize Miami. you internalized that one, didn't you? I did. I did. I'm down, down in Miami a good amount. And I'm constantly like, hey, Doc, you should come down to Miami with me. So on and so forth. And he's like, ah, it's a drive. It's a drive. Unless there's like a wine or food fest. And then all of a sudden he's like down in Miami all the time. And I'm like, I can't get you down there. But, you know, so I think we might have something we can all get together on, though. We, we just sure. need to get together next food fest or wine fest or something. We'll, we'll make that work. Right. I was also thinking maybe if you got all the pod, uh, podcast guests together and we all did maybe like a marshmallow or a hot dog eating contest as a, um, I think that might be interesting as ooh, well. Ooh, I like that. Maybe for the summer, watermelon eating contest. I like, I like that. Hands behind we, 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 we do prizes for, for the people who are the best. I absolutely. So that is a good networking event, right? Right, Doc? We we do something fun with that. We definitely make, it, make it a little bit different. Hey, hey, man! You you know you just volunteered to help us plan that, by the way, right? That's right. I'm I'm, I'm there. I'm there with you guys. Absolutely. But it's got to be a one page plan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Keep it simple. That's it. That's it. On a more serious note, right? Sure. What you're doing is, to me, you're kind of looking at shifts in how people get things done, and and it's it really is a demographic focus to me, right? Like it's a generational focus, which is neither good nor bad, right? Like you get, cause you got people in the older generations that definitely feel and, and kind of work the same way people in the younger generations do, but this speaks to younger people. I imagine. Um, do you see any like trends developing there or evolving there from, from like behavior and from this generation that you're working with? Um, you know, the, not yet, but I want to say the biggest trend that I'm focusing on that really that I'm trying to set 
is what I would call, you know, the normalization of financial planning. And specifically what I mean is, is that, you know, if I say, hey, I teach, I teach about investing in the stock market, everybody knows what that is immediately with no other words, because there's movies on it. You know, we've been taught, learned about stock market, 401k, all of that stuff. Whereas if I say I'm talking about financial planning, most people say, well, is that a budget or is that investing? It's like, no, those are two things inside of a comprehensive financial plan. But I'm talking about, you know, estate planning, insurance, taxes, savings, goals, and how all of these things things work together to make a comprehensive picture that is your life. And I just feel like most people don't think of finance or really nobody does unless you've been trained to think of finances that way. And so what I'm trying to do is to basically create a shift is to basically kind of get this idea out there that this isn't just something that, you know, you have to have a lot of money to do or that rich people do. But, you know, this is something that's happening already in your life, whether you like it or not. All these things are at play. And so if you kind of plan around these things, it just kind of tees you up um, for it to be in a better position, basically. Yeah, you got a great point there, right? We're not educated on this stuff. It's still not in the school systems. I, I mean, you don't learn about financial planning. You don't learn about you, the home economics of just just saving and spending. It, it does not exist in, in education today. Uh, so, you know, making it accessible, which which clearly you're doing, not just, I think, from a ease of use, because it's a one pager, but, but even from like a, a pricing, right? You know, this whole... I don't have a million dollars. I can't get a financial plan here. I, I, I mean, the platform you built out is is pretty pretty accessible. Yes, yeah, and that was my goal. It's like you know, hey, this is you know an expensive you know what these courses cost could be an expensive dinner uh, uh, or a little bit of a vacation for some you know the more expensive one you know but you know it's something that's not out of reach you know by, you know by a long shot and it's a one time upfront fee whereas you know sometimes people are working to put people into a reoccurring subscription model it's not that and so it's like you kind of know what you're going into upfront you know if you want to make payments you can do that and so um and you and you can get it all I think that's big, right? I, I, I mean, you're just tackling something that is probably a sticking point that doesn't get said a lot, which is like, hey, can I even afford to invest in learning this stuff? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is pretty affordable. This is something that you can go into without feeling like you've got to give up something you're trying to achieve just to just to figure out if you're on the right track or not. So, so I think that's a cool thing, man. Sure. Hey, Doc. Um, I was wondering, you know, could do you, could I get some advice on when I'm talking to people and, and I feel like a lot of times when I'm talking to guys, they're, we're so into the muscle of the stock market, whereas the ladies are generally into the planning aspect. And, but, you know, I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to guys, they feel like, you know, planning takes too long, kind of like the marshmallow thing. It's like, you know, I, I'd rather have the, have, have and do right now. Any advice on, from a psychology aspect on how maybe I could um, word this better to kind of, talk about, you know, waiting for the the marshmallow or the five marshmallows at the end of the day or putting the plan together will make things better? Well, it's interesting. I mean, the one thing I'll start off before I have any answers after that is the one size does not fit all. So we're going to do some generalization, which, as I think about it a lot of times, sure. is, uh, there's men and women that would do both. Um, but what we generally see when we, when we have these kind of conversations is there's a stubbornness, right? So you just kind of have to break through it. Um, we've had this conversation also when it comes to like mental health, the same thing too. That's that, that stigma attached to it, that, that macho-ness and waiting doesn't necessarily 
sound good, right? It's like, I want to do it now and I want to do it big. So it's really kind of just tapping into what their motivation is, probably trying to find out a little bit more what their why is, and then drawing a picture on how to get there. So really to So if it's someone who's like, maybe that goes to the gym a lot and you can see these other big muscles, you just ask them like, did you go to the gym once and, and get ripped like that? Or, you know, so I can just go tomorrow and become like you, you know, kind of create it back to something that they can reference to, right? right. Like if they're maybe a good football player or something, then you're like, oh, so I can just go, you know, run a route and I'll be as good as you. And then, of course not. You got to you got to fence the time into that. There has to be a plan. In, and, you know, then they can kind of relate it back to something that they know. Same thing could be about a barbecue, right? Can you just throw that roast on there and be ready to eat it? Nope. Especially if you want to smoke something, you got to do it. Take some time. So kind of finding what they're what speaks to them and then drawing the parallel about time around that. No, I think that'd be helpful. No, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm going to speak up here for a second. I know you didn't ask me, Gabe, but I'm going to I'm going to give you my opinion anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, hey, I'm here. I'm here to learn. I'm here I'm a, to learn. I'm a big cocktail napkin guy, right? So, so if it can uh -huh. go on a cocktail napkin, it's something that can be understood. And I'm going to try to because this on video too. So I'm going to try to show this on video in the right way because I, I get confused here. But uh, if you're drawing a chart, I think you can draw, draw two lines on a chart to kind of explain why somebody should be doing it this way and by that way i mean do the planning take the time up front because you can have you can have something on the chart which kind of stays low and then goes up a skyscraper and you could talk about that as being somebody's wealth and level of success in in this planning right and that's that's one line you could draw and you'll notice that line you know it takes a long time before you see any lift but long term you're going to have a really high end to the chart line there the other option is to kind of have a quick start, but it plateaus and it levels over time. And, and that's kind of, to me, the people that want to jump in and not do the planning and not do the work. They want that shortcut. And that shortcut, they'll give you the like initial like kick real fast, but you're never going to get to the heights you'll get with the other line. And I think sometimes you need to just illustrate to that, that to people and say, hey, if you had to choose and knowing that it's going to take longer on this line to get there, but you're going to shoot up. A lot faster and further which of these lines do you do you, would you really want i mean in 10 years and 15 years and 20 years which of these would you really want and most people yeah I, I think you know what they're gonna answer well they're gonna say all right well i mean i might not like it but obviously i, I want that better line uh right. and sometimes that's just the type of conversation we need to have with people which is like hey just you're just gonna have to eat it a little bit here for a while and and recognize that if you want the better long-term results it it's gonna it, there's no shortcut to get in there shortcut's gonna hurt you long term if you yes are, no I, I agree you're a podcast only listener that made no really, sense at all <laughs> you really need to go over to youtube because jb's demonstration of drawing a line was absolutely riveting and, and i and cannot do backwards. it any yeah. justice so make sure stop whatever you're doing and find that video because that was like must watch tv the way he really used his finger to draw that line what's hilarious is i probably have the ability to do like a whiteboard but like <laughs> it been a, been a oh, lot no. easier to use a whiteboard right no he, that that was that was riveting that was like must watch tv <laughs> okay. All right, Doc. Whatever. It, it's a cocktail napkin idea. Anybody, you can, you can. I'll put it on its own video. Okay. <laughs> Make it part of the thumbnail. <laughs> but I do like the visuals, and I do like walking people through stuff like that, Gabe. You know, it just it it makes it a lot easier for people to kind of have it in front of them, have it tangible, and and 
you know, you get to choose, right? Which, which of these lives do you want? Which end result are you most interested in? Let them answer it. Yes. I agree. So what I'm hearing is plans are important. No shortcuts. Those are some important takeaways because, uh, you know, I love it when a plan comes together. That was really just a yeah. lineup for me to get that line in. You Does just set go? yourself up on a line by uh, yourself? Uh, yeah, of course, because I can't <laughs> depend on you to do that. I miss I miss them. <laughs> Hence why I set myself up. I'm my own best wingman. So speaking of uh, setting people up and, and giving back, we heard there is something that you would like to share with our audience, uh, some sort of giveaway possible or some sort of code or something that they should be paying attention to. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, yeah, so there's there's two things. There's one, I have a free ebook called Why Most Budgets Don't Work. And you can download that at my website, which is uh, steadyworth.com. And also, if you Google Steadyworth, Steadyworth is one word, not two. And then also, we have uh, there's going to be a code, which is take charge 22. And that will give you 22% off of all of the courses on the Steadyworth website. 22% because it's 2022. And the best time to have a financial plan is today. It's awesome. And we know it's only 22 for a few more weeks. So get on that. Don't delay. Of course, it's right in our show notes. You will be able to find all those links. Gabe, man, love what you're doing out there. Really appreciate you carving out the time and uh, just just making something a lot more accessible to people that wouldn't otherwise think they could access this. So really, really pretty, pretty great mission, man. I'm excited to see how it plays out for you. Thanks. I, I appreciate you on the dock for having me. And um, I'm looking forward to our watermelon eating contest next year. Uh, I, I like I, a prime rib eating contest because that's what I was down for. I, I just like how you take a charge of this, right? It, it, take charge 22, man. I love it. Right. Well, it'd be take charge 23 <laughs> at that point, you know, for, for our, you know, for yeah. our watermelon contest. We'll, we'll put a discount on our event. Take charge 23. You got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, enjoy the holiday season, man. And thank you again. You guys too. Have a great one. It's always interesting when you when you're talking to somebody who's focused on the way different generations do things, right? And, and it's interesting because we know we know somebody in you know the baby boomer generation could very much be somebody who goes online and somebody who uses YouTube and Google, but probably more often than not, they're not as text forward as the younger generation. Uh, so it's kind of neat to see what Gabe's doing here, Doc, in in respect to, you know, matching his his service and his product to the need of the generation, the behavior of the generation. Yeah, yeah. The young people like myself, we spend a lot of time on YouTube, and where we get a lot of our information, sometimes wind up in rabbit holes. But that's what us young people do: is we spend a lot of time on those social media ways to get our in information. Um, and it's important that there's good resources out there like Gabe that's actually speaking to it. So because, as you know, there's a lot of stuff online that can kind of lead you in the wrong direction. So having having someone like Gabe who can kind of help break that down is, is very important. And I and I do I do love what he talked about with the trend with just like, hey, this is uh, I just want the trend to be that financial planning is is a part of what we do, right? This is, this is something that's not, not 
out there. I can do this and I can take action on it and anybody can have access to it. That, that level of financial education has been so missing from students and adults here in the United States. And you see the impact and the influence of it. So to be able to put something in place to really address that, I think has a much greater impact than, than just offering a financial planning product. It addresses something much larger. And I mean, a lot of the youth these days, it's, it's, probably one of the easiest times to amass a little bit of wealth uh, with, you know, the idea of influencers and there's ways, you know, drop shipping. There's so many ways now that the younger generations are making more money than they would say the days of working at McDonald's, right? When you were working for less than minimum wage, uh, dishwashing is how I got my start, right? Now you can actually get out there and make a little bit of money where you can use it to invest in like hearing that you don't need, like a, you know, giant amount of money, unless you work for Dr. Evil, apparently, um, you can get started with something that gives the youth a chance to get started at a much earlier day. And, you know, as we know, that's going to compound so much more over time where they have that benefit, which just wasn't recognized back then. There's a lot of opportunities out there today. You also talked about goals, and I think that is a perfect segue to talk about our next podcast that's coming up where we're going to be talking about setting goals, not resolutions, setting goals for the new year. So uh, we don't often tease what's coming up next podcast, but I'm doing that right now because I think it's so important to get get that right as you're headed into the new year. Well, we don't like resolutions, do we, Doc? Resolutions are all they are is a resolution to fail. I like having resolve. I think that's a good character trait. I use that to clean my carpet. Also good for that too. Okay. On on to uh on to the wrap up. Thank you all for listening and joining us today. Watching us on YouTube here. If you haven't had a chance yet, definitely like, subscribe, follow, give us that five-star review. If you're trying to catch up with Gabe or Steady Wealth, go ahead in the show notes, all those details. Yes, you can slide into our DMs and don't forget. We've got a bunch of courses out there. We've got a bunch of free content out there, seven-minute masterclass, a lot of resources to help you become better at what you do. So take advantage and let us know what you want to hear from us next year. And, of course, you can find out all our information at our website at jbandthedoctor.com on all our platforms at jbandthedoctor. And we'll see you at our wonderful events. And you know I love it when a plan comes together. Had to put it in there, didn't you? Of course. Absolutely. Everybody, I'm JV. I'm out. I'm the doctor. Peace out, yo.